morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I hope you enjoyed the J.K. Moore episode. I hope you all are also um, staying warm out there. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday. It currently is snowing outside, so... I mean, it's like eight degrees, so I hope you all are staying warm. Hopefully, this content um, is providing uh, quality laughter, which is providing quality warmth uh, internally. To, you know, trying to do our part over here. Uh, but uh, but we are back uh, with the second Promise one-on-one. Uh, I really did enjoy talking to JK. I really enjoyed talking to today's guest. Uh, if you've been a long-time listener, at least since 2020, you know I've been high on this man. Uh, I was glad he had the season that he had. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma wide receiver Terrell Davis. Terrell, thank you for taking time this afternoon to come on and, and, and talk, talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Terrell Davis. They call me TD. Um, I'm from I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I went to high school at Choctaw. <laughs> And yeah, that's pretty much it's all to know. UCO football player. Okay, now I, now I know we're in the era of NIL. Now I feel like there's an opportunity there because you go by TD, you score mm-hmm. TDs. Like there has to be something you can do there with some merch, some something. I feel like I I made that pitch on one of the episodes. Like there has to be something this man can do. Capitalize <laughs> <laughs> off of that. Bunch of opportunities there. I would love, I would love to have an NIL with that. That would be, that would be great, especially get some merch with have people in the stands. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's right. Now, okay, now, now you mentioned that you 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 went to Choctaw. Now, uh, Choctaw up until recently hasn't been known as a premier football program, uh, but during your time there, it really turned it around. You ended up playing in a state championship game. So, like, how how was was your class the the players with you? How were you all able to turn that around? Um, I feel like it was just a my uh, my senior year was the only year I ever played football. So going out there, I just kind of bought into the program, and they already had a, a really good program going. And um, I stepped into the role of the star wide receiver because our star before me had got hurt, uh, Chase Jackson. He's at TCU now. And so he uh, had a season-ending injury. And so I stepped into that role, being new, learning the new playbook, just learning how to play football from transferring from basketball. Um, it was just a, I, the coaches there really – that was probably one of the best coaching staffs that I had around me. And they were – they supported me. They helped me. They, they knew I was new to football, so they kind of was patient with me. And when we got uh, when it was time to get on the field, we all locked in together and we were real close as a team, too. So we were it was it was like a family atmosphere. I'll say that was, that's what helped us win a lot. So, so 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 you you so you only played one year of high school football? Yes, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, wait, wait, no, wait, no, okay. <laughs> 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 Okay, okay, this is this is this is news. Okay, so what made you decide your senior year? So you know what, I'm gonna give football a try. 
Um, so the coaches there was they've been trying to get me on the field ever since I came there my sophomore year. They were trying to get me on the field, but I was too stuck up and wanted to just play basketball. You know, I don't want to be outside sweating. I'd rather be in the gym. <laughs> so, so I never really folded and went out there. But um, then one year I was uh, it was actually during COVID when COVID hit us junior year. Uh, we weren't able to get into the gyms. So the only other option to do anything like physical wise was the football field. And um, my close friend, Jordan Mukes, he was, he went to OU. He's at uh, ACU right now. Uh, he just one day he was just like, come to the field with me. And I went out there and we were doing one on ones and stuff. And I actually like I looked pretty good. So I was just like, I'm and he he was like, yeah, you need to come play this year. So I went out and played. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked in my favor, so. Okay, okay, well, okay. So, what was what was the most difficult part of the transition from basketball to football? I would say just the physicality of it, like going out. You know, basketball, you don't really get tackled and hit, but in football, you got to go out there and you put your head down. But I was always a physical uh, foot basketball player too, so. It kind of wasn't that hard of a transition, but it was still it took some getting used to for sure. Um, and like I guess, how long did it take you to really feel comfortable as a football player compared to a basketball player? Who that it really it happened so fast. Like uh, my first game with talk I had I missed. Uh, I think I missed five games that season due to COVID, and then um, so. My first game there, it was the third or the fourth game of the season. Uh, I scored the game winning touchdown. So it was like it, that kind of gave me a big confidence boost. And just every time I went out there, like I, I always have a mindset to go just do my best and work hard. So uh, anything I'm doing, I'm going to work hard at it. And I just went out there and it started feeling, I'll say I started feeling the more natural towards like the middle of the season after I got a couple games under my belt. Now, what, what I found interesting, the way that they utilized you, because you were in the backfield, you were split out wide. So, like, with it, this being your, 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 you know, your first time really playing, how did kind of learning those different roles, um, what was that experience like? Because you haven't kind of learned the game, but then kind of learning how to play it out of multiple different spots. Yes, uh, my, uh, it's still my trainer to this day. He was my receiver coach uh, at Choctaw. He still trains me to this day. He's uh he really was patient with me and he helped me understand. Like I I kind of get a lot of stuff easy. Like I, I it's kind of easy for me to get like plays and uh just learn the playbook and stuff. So when I went out there, if I did mess up, you know they wasn't just you know just bashing me, you know getting on me hard. They'll they'll take it easy on me and you know tell me, they know I'm new at it, so they'll uh, take it easy. And I feel like that made it way. Like it made the load way less on me for uh, for them doing that, so it kind of helped me out a lot. And another thing I found that was very impressive because you, you were able to make plays and catches in Trevor that normally bigger receivers make. How are you able to do that? Uh, I would say I, I I think it's my mindset. Honestly, like I don't think anybody can. I, in my mind, I work harder than a lot of people, so I don't. I don't think nobody can just outperform me on the field. That's how. That's how. That's just my mindset. So, like, 
when I uh, I take it, that's coming from all the way from workouts now. Like I'm doing workouts now. I'm working every day just to, you know, make sure I'm out working the other teams, other receivers, other DBs. And just like with that in my head, like that gives me the confidence to go up and go make a contested catch or like it doesn't get it doesn't fear me to go make a, you know, a catch in traffic. Uh, and and now, now it's kind of crazy. Like your, your first year, you will make it all the way to the state championship game. Talk about what that experience was like, because I'm sure at that point you had to be feeling like, okay, this was a fantastic decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely was. Uh, we it was it was really like a a dream. Like it it all felt like a dream. Like we were we were a team that nobody really expected to go far. And then once we got towards like the end of the season. And I'm playing my best. Uh, offense is playing their best. Our defense, we had, I honestly think we had the best defense to, that I've ever seen. I, and they they could lock down anybody. So we, when we play big speed and like we never feared anybody, like we go into every game and we're like, we honestly think that we can win. And so when we used to go uh, to like, when we played Stillwater in the semifinals and we beat them by a game winning uh, field goal. Like it was just like it was like a surreal moment. Like it was like we going to the championship. No Choctaw hasn't been there. I think we were the first in 60 years to go to the championship. And like even though we didn't win it, it was still a, a good experience. And I'm blessed for it. And it helped me get to where I'm at today. So so when you look back on your one season within the Choctaw football program, what what kind of sticks out to you the most? Um, I would say just how, how good I did, honestly, like I didn't, I didn't expect that. I was just a, a basketball player that was hoping to get some offers in basketball to go out and play football. And it was just like, I would say the most is just getting, getting my college paid for was the most important thing. The most, the best thing that happened to me that year. Cause that was always a real uh, dream of mine, just to make it to college, and cause nobody in my family had did it, so I wanted to be the first one go to college, and I'm getting it paid for, so it can't it can't get any better than that. Uh, so yeah, so so you mentioned getting your getting your college paid for was a was was a dream for you. So now missing the early part of your one season, kind of what was the recruiting process like, and how did you decide UCOs where you wanted to be? Uh, I feel like recruiting came easy because of because of my coaches. Uh, I feel like uh, the talk talk coaches did a like a great job of, of recruiting, helping us get recruited. My senior year, we had uh, I want to say almost every senior that started uh, went to college that year and got some uh, got a scholarship that year to go to college. And um, but missing my first three games, it was kind of like a it, it had me down a little bit because I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't, I ain't never even played football before, and I'm already missing, you know, a big part of the season, and so it was, it, it kind of had me worried about it. But my coach, he just, Coach Brown, he just kept my head on straight. He, he was the one who really helped me uh, just stay focused and not really worry too much about anything else, but just going to go play football. So after, uh, after I think my. I want to say my second game, I got my first offer, and it was uh, from Fort Hayes. 
And it was, and that was just like a big moment for me. And it kind of just helped kickstart my recruiting and got me uh, all my other offers too. So, first of all, that that's that's pretty I'm <laughs> pretty impressed with the second game getting an offer. Um, so, so like what? So what was it about UCO that made you decide that this is where you wanted to play your college football? At? Um, it was I would say it was more about uh, being close to my mom. You know, she that's my rock. She she's with me through it all. She comes to all the games. She supports and like just having her being able to be in the stands, knowing she's in the stands, like that means a lot to me. So that was a big uh, part of my decision. And the coaches that uh, I originally came to UCO aren't here anymore. So, uh, but, and that, that was kind of scary too, like not knowing who the new coaches were going to be, but it actually being, it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise. The new coaches that came in, they're, they're all of them from top to bottom are, are great guys. And they, they really are a good staff that cares about the players. So it worked out for me. Yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, you you come in and then you redshirt, which I, ordinarily I know some guys that were multi-year starters, that that kind of it, – it, it was weird because, you know, now you went from starting to not, to not playing. Yeah. But for you, I feel like that might have been an added benefit because you were able to learn many more of the nuances um, you weren't, you know, you were kind of set in like the slot instead of being in the backfield and in here and in here. Um, but when that coaching change happened, because uh, you, you know, you had to be able to really prove yourself on, on the field field. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what kind of, what, what, what was that whole experience like kind of going from like, I, I commit to these guys, there's a change. Um, and now I have to prove myself to a whole different staff. Um. It was it was of course I feel like anybody going through a staff change is scary, especially somebody who redshirted and didn't don't have like really any experience on the field yet. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of like a a scary moment, but like I never really let it get too deep. I always just like I just put my head down. I'm just gonna work. I just I'm gonna outwork anybody. So it's like. And and they see it like this coaching staff. They see it like they they know that. So and that really helped me get on the field. Like I think what helped me get on the field first in spring ball was um, just me blocking, like just blocking, not even catching the pass or anything, just blocking. And Coach Doyle, he loves that. He loves a blocking receiver. And so when I when I did that, it helped me get on the field. Then I start being able to show like I can catch, I can run good routes and. Just all the, I could do all the little stuff right. Yeah, because it, it's because it, it's it's uh, funny you mentioned that because when I first talked to Coach Curley, you know he 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 said flat out if they can't block, they're not gonna play. Um, so so he's saying that that that's what caught their attention. Uh, just kind of hammers home that 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 point. But so you work your way onto the field. Um, what was that first college game like for you? It was kind of like a. It was it was. It was a good a good moment for me, like just being able to be on the field again and feel the atmosphere and not be on the sideline, you know, just red shirt watching. And so being on the field, it was it was a good experience, and like I'm just blessed for it. It was I couldn't ask for anything else. I'm I'm, I'm thankful for the coaches. I'm thankful for for God putting me in that position. Uh, now you you had now you 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 appeared in eight games, made fifteen catches for one hundred sixty yards. I, 
I felt like at times it was like I could see you were on the cusp of like breaking out, like what we saw this year, and, and then other times like it wasn't the case. So like what, 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 what kind of um, I guess made it contributed to the like up and down. Like some games you look really good, some games it was like, eh, like maybe we, we you know like we see see more type of things. So like what 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 kind of um, how would you sum up your freshman season? Uh, freshman year, I'll say it was really a uh, get my feet wet, getting getting back used to you know being in that type of uh, being under that type of pressure, and just being able to read the field. And so that I feel like my freshman year, it was it wasn't what I wanted, but it was very useful because it helped me uh, it helped me really understand like how other how other college players play. And so like once I seen that, I like. I remember my freshman year, um, we were playing Northwest, and one of the, one of their safeties he came down and he hit me hard. I'm like, and like after that game, that game really, uh, like it really helped me get to where I'm at today. Cause like I, after that game, I went to the locker room. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm never letting somebody come do that to me ever again. So like, and ever since then, I just keep that in the back of my head, and I just like, I just. It helped me. It helped me keep going and keep grinding and keep getting better and never, never settle. So my freshman year, it was a good. It was a good experience for sure. And, and that 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 kind of learning it paid off this year because you had a breakout season. You you, you appeared in every game. Forty three catches, five hundred seventy eight yards, four touchdowns. I I I have to say, when you scored, was it against? Uh, I think it was Missouri, was it Missouri Western when you scored your first touchdown. Uh, Missouri Southern. Missouri Southern. Okay, because I, you were painfully close on several occasions, and I yeah. I remember when you had scored against Missouri Western. I was like, "Yes, he's finally yeah. in the paint," and then it was penalty, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. when you finally scored that first touchdown, what did that moment feel like? Uh, it was it was like it was actually like a breath of fresh air. Like it just felt like. Like, cause I know like a lot of people, that's all they really, like, they, that's all they really think about. Like just got to score, score that first touchdown. And then when I finally did it, and like you said, I was close plenty of time, but like when it finally happened, it was just like, it was, it was a surreal moment. Like it, it, I can't even really explain it to be honest. It was, it was a good moment. And then after that, like I didn't let it, I didn't let my head get too high after just one touchdown. Like when I scored the first one, I'm thinking about how I'm gonna score the next one. That's all I was really worried about. <laughs> uh, and and then you know your your first hundred yard game came against Emporia, that like furious four quarter comeback. What what was what was working for you in that in that game? I feel like in that game I was really staying patient, sticking to my sticking to my. Uh, Sticking to the film that we went over the whole week, and Curly, uh, Coach Curly, he helps us uh, prepare super well. We do a a good amount of film, and we got film sheets. And so once I really just like locked in and focused on like what how they play their defense, what do their DBs do, it, it it made it come easy, and it was just it was just a good game. I'm blessed to have you. Uh, and then you're, the most catches you had in the game came against Central Missouri Week Two. You you had nine for seventy eight. Uh, that was a very good football team. They made a, a, a playoff run. 
how because I think that that may have been the first game people were were really like, okay, Terrell is a guy. And I, I had a feeling watching the tape on the chart though, but like I felt like having that good a game against that good a team really opened some eyes. What 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 kind of uh, was your mindset going into that game? Because you only had one catch against Kearney the week prior. So how do how are we able to go from one for thirteen to nine to seventy eight? Uh, I feel like it's just trusting my training. I train for this. All, like, I've been training for this ever since I started playing football. Like, ever since I started playing football, I haven't stopped. I always want to be the best. That's that's my goal. That's my dream. And so my training, I, I've always been prepared. And then the opportunity showed itself, and I, I took advantage of it. And that that game right there, I wish we would have won it. It was, it, it was kind of more of an eye-opener for me, too, to show myself, like, yeah, you can really – you can really do something more than what you've been showing. So it kind of helped me get gain more confidence for sure. Uh, and then your your your, your final hundred yard came game came against uh, Northeastern State, the, the battle for the President's Cup. You had four for hundred and three and one with the C with uh with the forty six with the yeah with the season long forty six yarder there. What 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 kind of did it mean to you to have that good of a game against a rival? Because it's obviously one of the biggest games of the you know year. We had the win streak. Um, so like, what did what did that that mean to you? Uh, it actually meant a lot because I know how much it means to the university. And so, um, just winning, being able to win that game, and being able to be a, a like a big factor in the in the win, it meant a lot. And then also, like, I, I fumbled that game, too, on kickoff return. And I remember coming to the sideline. Like, I wasn't I wasn't sad, mad. I was just like, I'm going to get it back. I told Coach Dora, I was like, I'm going to get it back. And then the very next drive is when I went on and scored uh, that touchdown. And so it was a – it was a that was a very fun game to play in. The atmosphere was fun. And rival games are always going to be – no matter how good or bad each team is, they're always going to be a good, fun – Competitive game, uh, and oh, that now because obviously there was some there was some injuries. The QB Steph started; he got hurt. Dawson came in the year previous. Um, the the other quarterback whose name now is 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 escaping me. But playing with multiple different quarterbacks because each quarterback is different in in terms of how they like the routes ran, uh, how they throw the ball. So as a wide receiver, how what is it like having to adjust to those sometimes week in and week out, just given injury? Um, I would say it's it's gonna it, it was tough. I'm not. It was it was a tough transition, but then I feel like that's that's part of the game being able to um, being able to just no matter what happened, you got to be able to do what you can do. And then like I feel like just having a bond, like me and Steph. Like Steph is one of one of my closest friends here at UCO, and he's gonna be one of my brothers for life. And he he taught me so much here, and so our connection was always always good. And then Dawson, uh, Dawson is he's a good person, and he he's a good quarterback. So it was always fun playing with Dawson too. So I could I could never really complain about either one of them. So whenever whichever one I'm on the field, I'm gonna do what they want me to do, and. That's what got me to where I, where I, what type of season I had this year. Uh, and so, when you look back on your 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 sophomore season, did it did it meet your expectations, or do you feel like it kind of fell short of your goals? 
I feel like it fell short for sure. I always aim for the stars. And so it wasn't uh it wasn't what I wanted to happen, but it was definitely a great season. I, I was talking to my trainer about it. I just was telling him like how I wish like we'll watch every game together. I'll just be like, I wish I would have did this, this, this different. And he'll just always tell me like, like uh it's just a blessing to even be able to do what you did this year because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. And so I just take that and I just I'm gonna just build off it next year. I'm gonna take what I did this year and and try to go triple it next season. That's that's always the goal. And so in 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 order to build off of it, what what do you feel like you, you have to continue to work on the most this offseason? Uh with me, I feel like it's more of just a um definitely getting stronger and faster. And then just just uh work keep working on being a complete receiver because that's what that's what my trainer I feel like my trainer he helped me he he prepared me for this staff I feel like because our staff they like they love a complete receiver like they don't want just a a receiver that can go catch or they don't want just a one like you know a one sided receiver they want a receiver that's gonna go go do the dirty work go block somebody go go catch a ball. You know, be down the field, 70 yards down the field, blocking for somebody that's running a long touchdown. Like, they love that. And so, but that was what I was always taught since I started playing. So, it it kind of came easy for me. Uh, and you you mentioned, you know, the, the blessing in the, in the skies that this staff is the one that came in. Like, so, first, I guess, what what is it like playing for Coach Curley? Coach Curley, it's a fun. It's it's pretty fun. He's a he's a funny guy, and he always. I feel like he's very truthful with you, and that I like that the most about him. He's gonna he's gonna always push you, and he's always gonna be truthful. And he with just him, like he's somebody that you can also talk to too. So like he's not somebody that I'm scared to. If I'm feeling a type of way, I, I'm not scared to just. Uh, go talk to him about it. He's going to listen. He's going to talk to me back and tell me like how he feels about the situation. And so, yeah, me and Coach Curry, we have a real good connection. And um, I plan on keep building that connection with him and just getting ready for this next season with him. It's going, it's fun. It's fun having him as a coach for sure. Uh, and you, you kind of echoed a, a, a sentiment that uh, your former teammate, Amante Davis, had, had tweeted out about if if you want, you know, a program that cares about you as a person and your well-being, um, he can't speak highly enough of UCO. So what is it about this staff that, you know, made Amante makes you, um, you know, say that that they really look out for the person uh, along with the player? I feel like it's um I feel like it's the connections they make with the players like a lot of a lot of different staffs don't really take the time out to actually get to know their players or you know get to actually understand what's how their outside life of football is and this staff like they I went through a lot of adversity before this past season and the staff was like they were they were there more for me than I actually thought they were going to be like and that was just some it had nothing to do with football, but they were there for me. They supported me. They like they checked on me every day. And it's not even just Curly. It's it's Doro. It's it's Coach Donald. It's every coach on the staff. Like they all really care about their players, and they want to see like even if it's even if your career is leaving from here, they always want to see you do good. Like they don't they don't care about 
like just football. They care about the person. Uh, and and what is the wide receiver room like from a personality standpoint? Because I've talked to Jacob before, um, but like the rest of that room, what how how, how would you describe it? Uh, the room we have we we some funny guys. I feel like we're we're the life of the team. You know, we try to be we we go out. We I I'm I'm more of the like trying to get us, you know, trying to get the whole team to just have fun with it. Because I feel like if you have fun, then I feel like that makes your team so much better and well-connected. And the receiver room, we got a whole bunch of different personalities. We got some quiet guys. We got some loud guys. We got people who who love to be funny and people who love to take stuff serious. And I feel like that's what makes us a good room because, like, it's so many different personalities. and we all bond real well. Like we never, we never bump heads. And if we do, it's not going to be some long-term thing. It's going to be, we bump heads and we'll get over it. We'll make each other get over it. And we always hold each other accountable too. So the room is very good and it's going to, it's going to keep getting better too. Now, now offensively, I, I felt like you guys really opened it up from the second half of the Missouri Western game through the season. Cause you know, last year, uh, it, it it wasn't – I felt like the passing offense took off this year. As wide receivers, like, I know that had to have been a happy moment for you. Like, oh, we don't have to – maybe we can block less and run more routes. Like, <laughs> so kind of when that, when that shift went, it kind of surprised me because, you know, Coach Doyle's more of a, I want to run it downhill. So – you know, and I'm like, I'll oh, throw the ball like 30 times. Oh, this is this is something new. <laughs> so oh, when that happened, what? I'm like, I'm sure that had to have been happy times. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. You know, uh, Coach Doral, he if you if you block for Coach Doral, he'll get you a uh, it's a it's a hat. It'll say run the ball, and so you know that 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 lets you know what kind what type of uh, offense Doral likes and. Uh, but you know, I bought into the offense. I bought into his offense, and uh, I'll go block anybody for him. And he, um, and I feel like once he just actually started to, uh, you know, trust the receivers more, trust the quarterback and the receiver connection, he actually started letting us, you know, open up the playbook more and uh, throw more, throw more passes. Because you know, like, I feel like you don't have to pass to be a good offense, but it definitely, it definitely helps open up the offense for the run game too. So, and he likes to play complimentary football. So we like running it to open up the pass game and we like passing it to open up the run game. Um, so, so heading into this, this upcoming season, what are your uh, goals? Uh, my goal this year, uh, something that me and coach Curly talked about, I'm definitely aiming high. I want to be an all American I want to be all confident. I want to just, I want to just have a a great season. Like, and I feel like with God, any of that can happen. It's definitely possible. And I'm gonna keep working. I'm working every day trying to get to where I need to be to have make that happen. And also, like, I want to just not about me. Like, I want to have a good season for the team too. Like, I like, I want to actually leave a leave a mark here at UCO and not just be, you know, just one of those, one of those teams that came through here. I want to actually be a team that had got a, got a picture on the wall with us with an Addy on it. 
Um, and now I know you mentioned earlier that you know you you want to get stronger, you want to get faster this offseason. Now, I because I say this, I don't mean any slide to Jacob. This is all in, in just jest. But like he told me last year, he got fast. I was like, that's fantastic because his came out of Shakota. I was like, where is the speed? He admitted he was heavy. Fine. So then when it when the opportunity came against Lincoln, you might remember this play. He caught a pass. It was uh-huh. nothing but green turf. I'm thinking, okay, this is he's going to show everybody right now that the burners he had at Shakota is back. Yeah. And he got caught after like 30, 40 yards. Now, now he asked about that post game. He told me he was tired because of something with the blocking. I don't know. So when, <laughs> so when you go for speed trading, take that man with you. Nah, yeah, it's actually funny you say that because I actually uh, just started taking him with me with my trainer, too. And that's all we do is a lot of speed. So I'm already on top of him. And we gave him a hard time for that, too. Uh, After the game, Coach Doral, he gives him a hard time for it. We all just, we we have a good laugh about it. (laughs) So I was like, bro, how you going to say you got faster? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was too funny. Okay. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, well, uh, before we get you out of here, we do this with all the new guests, kind of some more get-to-know-you type questions. Um, your your favorite sports team can be any sport. Uh, my favorite sports team it has to be the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry is my all-time favorite player. And I love watching them play, honestly. Like, even now that they're not still a championship team, I still watch them every day. Sorry, what'd you say? I, I, I was, I was going to say now, because, you know, this is a far drop from the, you know, from the standard when, you know, when the injuries went down. I know you had that year, you know, Clay was hurt and then Steph was hurt. But then you all came back with a championship. But now it's like, you find the beat 500 here. So, in your opinion, as a Warriors fan, what did they have to do to turn the ship around here? Uh, all I can say is I'll just say, like, I, I look at Steph Curry. He reminds me of Tom Brady. I just feel like you can't count him out. Because every time you count him out, he's going to come back and he's going he gonna to win another ring. So I feel another one coming soon. I don't think he's done. They definitely have to do some more rebuilding around him, though, because the team is it's just a young team that's not – not ready yet. So I feel like we get us one more superstar, we'll be in good in a good in a good way. Okay. Okay. Um let's see here. Okay, do you have a favorite receiver that you watch take part of their game from? Um, I would say my favorite receiver. I wouldn't even say that I take parts of his game because our games are kind of different, but I, I love Tank Dill. Like he he, I love watching him. Like, I love his uh, routes, his releases. Like, I do try to add a lot of his stuff to my game. But, you know, it's you You got to be blessed to have a movement like he has. So, I try, but, like, that's that's one of the – that's probably my favorite receiver right now. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, your, your favorite hobby outside of football? My favorite hobby, I love playing a game. I'm a real gamer. I've been kind of off it lately because I've been – just head down grinding trying to get ready for the spring but um i usually play the game anybody on the team they'll tell you i'm the best at call of duty 2k like 
Nobody, I'm not good at Madden, but you catch me in those two games, um, nobody's better than me, for sure. <laughs> and they'll tell you that. Well, I mean, if you're using the Warriors in 2K, I mean, that's kind of cheap, though. Yeah, you got to <laughs> They gonna they gonna all say that excuse too. They gonna be like, he only uses the Warriors. Man, I told them they can get any other team on the game. They gonna get MJ. I'm still going. <laughs> yes, no. Okay, now, right, now this is a very important question. Are we we Xbox, PlayStation, or PC? I'm a PlayStation guy. I, I've only had a PlayStation my whole life. <laughs> Well, what are you, you So, okay, I'm weird. So, I have the systems of all kinds. So, I okay. have I have a PS1, a PS2, PS3, PS5. But then I have an original Xbox, mm-hmm. a 360, and like the original Xbox One. Okay. So, like, I got the PS5 because, you know, the new NCAA is, is supposed to come out this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, when they, when they make the console jump, even if I want to get 2K or whatever, I have to be on the newest system. Mm-hmm. But the system I play the most is still the 360 because I okay. still play NCAA 14 the most. So, okay. Um, you that can makes- kind of see it behind me if I move out the way. Yeah, see, oh, you got, yeah, you got I the 360. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also still play the GameCube occasionally, oh. like uh, NBA okay. Street Games. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Okay. Okay, now I will say you do know that Coach Curley is an Xbox guy. Yeah, I know. We uh, I, I get on to him about it all the time. <laughs> me and Curry, me and Coach Curley, we actually play the game sometimes. We be playing Call of Duty together, and man, it's a, it's a good time. I be getting, I be giving him a hard time about the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. I think it's just, uh, I think it's just him, Coach Doro. And I think JK's an Xbox guy, but like there, there isn't too many Xbox guys there. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not too many Xboxes there. <laughs> Xbox, Xbox reminds me of like the Samsung versus iPhone. That's how I look at it. <laughs> That's how I look at it. <laughs> oh, <that's tough>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you and Coach Curly play, who usually wins? Uh well we usually play uh Call of Duty together so I we'll be on the oh. same team so okay. most of the, yeah I but I would definitely definitely beat Curly in any game <laughs> he know he knows it. <laughs> so, okay so now so you did say that you're the best two K player on the on the team so now who gives you the hardest time though when playing head to head I say the person who gave me the hardest time. I say maybe, maybe Kobe, maybe Kobe give me the hardest time. Okay. But they all, all they gonna bring up is Madden because I, I'm like the worst Madden player ever because I, I never really was into football. Like, I don't even watch, I really don't even watch football like the NFL like that. Honestly, I'm just starting to get into it, so I never played Madden. I'm just now playing Madden when I got up here, and they, they be beating me every time. But you know, <laughs> that, that's just not my game. <laughs> Okay, so 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 you said that you're just now getting getting into the NFL. So have you found a favorite team yet that like this is my team, this is who I'll hit my wagons to? Uh I haven't. I kinda I kinda like the Ravens just because of Lamar, honestly. But I haven't really just found the favorite team yet. So I'm still looking. I'm still I gotta watch a little bit more and then I'll have one. 
for sure. Well, listen, I'm I'm just saying, and I think I speak for your former teammate Peyton Scott as well. Let's just <laughs> let's just not let let's let's take your your affinity for Baltimore, push it a little bit up towards Heinz Field there, and join <laughs> us in being a Steelers fan, right? You know, yeah, we got love- George Pickens, we got Deontay Johnson, we got some quality playmakers. Now, I should say. Come be a Steeler. I, we have, I have yet to experience a losing season since I've been watching the Steelers. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, it's also a very painful experience, too. I'm not going to hold you. Uh, you know, we get more than 14 points a game. We're ready to throw a, throw a party. So, uh, But, yeah, no, just 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 don't be a Ravens fan. That's, a, that's like the one thing. Just, just don't be a Ravens, <laughs> a Bengals, or a Browns fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll stay away from them just because you said it. I'll stay away from them. I, I'm staying away from the Titans too, just because uh, that's Coach Curley's favorite team. So, and they they kind of suck. So I'm, I'm staying away from. Them. Yeah, they're gonna go into it right now. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's, that is yeah, they're going through it. Uh, let's see. Okay, your um your favorite musical artist. Uh, my favorite artist is, is Lil Durk for sure. Okay, now, this, now I talked to JK about this actually yesterday. This is this is this is this is, this is kind of funny. Now he said he's vehemently against Little Dirk, right? He mentioned you specifically, like you understand why you listen to Little Dirk. I so what 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 is it about Little Dirk? That I feel like, like he's a I feel like he's a storyteller, and like um, kind of how kind of how I grew up is. Um, now I'm not gonna say it's the exact same, but I, I understand where he's coming from in a lot of his a lot of his music, and so it it's a I, I just feel I feel some of his music, and so it, it his music relates to me the best. So I just that's the only person I I listen to a lot of artists, but my main artist I'm listening to is him. And yeah, JK told me yesterday when we were hosting, he was telling me how um how he said that, he said his least favorite artist is, is Dirk just because of me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went on I, I counted it and said, now I think it was between 20, what time I was at Rose State? So, like 2014 to like 2016, I was heavy and a little dirt to, uh, with his sign to the streets mixtapes. I think I, I, I still I still play those. So, I, you know, I'm not saying he's the best, but I, I also can kind of vibe to him. Yeah. But, uh, sure. Okay, so, so what's your favorite song by him? Uh, I say my. It varies because you know he got so many. But I say my favorite song out by him that I've been listening to a lot is definitely on his last album. It's um ah, uh, let me use a different song. Let me see. I would say I'll probably say the one with him and him and King Bond right now is my is on my playlist. Uh uh Crazy Story too. I say that's one of my favorites right now. Okay, okay, okay. Um, now, so I, I've, I've heard been told the ox court in the locker room, not a place for the week that they'll yank your stuff off. Now, have you been a brave soul to, to be on the ox court? And if you have, has your phone been yanked off? Yes, I, I, I'm on the ox. And the thing about me, everybody in the locker room know if I'm getting on the ox, it's going to be dirt. So they, they, <laughs> they kind of already prepared for it. So. 
I think my phone has got taken off maybe once, maybe once, but usually I'm not I'm not allowing that. I'm I'm gonna play my dirk in the locker. Room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so who so who in your opinion is the worst on the ox? I gotta say Lamb. Like he it, it's bad, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when Lamb get on the ox, the whole like it just he 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 a funny he a funny guy. He's a good character, but like when he comes to his music taste, it's not so good. Not so good. He'll get okay, on there and play cool. Disney songs and just different stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta lighten the mood sometimes though. You yeah, know? I get it, yeah, but I don't know. I ain't never heard a regular song from Lamb. If Lamb getting on the ox is gonna be a, a song that you haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Oh, he's trying to broaden horizons now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's because now I do know, I think with last year, the vast majority was saying it was Hunter that was the worst on the, the arc. So, uh, okay, so he has been surpassed now. Okay, because yeah, he JK also bad. said that uh, Lim, Lim was the, the worst. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Lim. who's the best? I'll say best. I'm definitely gonna put me up there, man. I'm a. I'm a always turn the locker room up. <laughs> Sometimes, if I really want to get the locker room moving, I'm not gonna play just Dirk. I'll play some play some different music that I know people would like. But whoever the most consistent, I'll say on the Ox is definitely probably Robert Givens. Robert, he he gets on the Ox daily, and he gonna play some some good music. Okay, okay. Um, now I did. The, I want to verify this because. Well, might have been last year. Might have been last year, the year before. Uh, I think your former teammate Bryston, and I think there was two more people that said during one morning workout that year that your former teammate Jace Gardner was playing some like the R and B Drake. Yeah. Now, I, I, that, so. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So now, like, like, is, like, is there a certain threshold of like? Type music that needs to be played during the workouts because that that obviously was not taken too well. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, usually when we get in there, we not trying to hear no because usually when we get in there uh, and around that time we're having morning workouts too. So Drake was Drake will put us to sleep right back to sleep. So yeah, that that's not a good that's not a good thing to put on the ox in the weight room. Weight room, I I would honestly rather listen to like heavy metal than. Than Drake in the weight room. I love Drake, but like, just not weight room time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I'll say. Okay, so now in terms of gear, who is the swaggiest receiver in that room? Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> now, okay, I would say I'll, I'll have to give it to Jake, probably. Jake or. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna definitely go with me at all time. But my drip is. I like subtle drip though. Like I don't like doing too much. I like just having a little my little arm sleeve. You know, that's really that's really all I do for real. But Jake definitely he'll put he'll he got the custom cleats. He got all the all the good gear. So I'll say I'll give it to Jake for sure. Jake. Now now I I do know now because you mentioned the sleeves. Now I I know there's some. 
Maybe Shay is kind of soft because you're trying to avoid the turf burns. I, I know yeah. Hunter's big on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, how would you respond to those criticisms that, like, it's not because I'm soft, it's just because, you know, maybe it brings out the fit? Yeah. Me, I do it more fit wise. I don't, if a turf burn, I, it don't really affect me too much. I done had a lot of them. So, like, I, I do it more for the, for the fashion part of it than, than protecting me from the turf burn. If I was trying to protect the turf burns, I'll wear sleeves, leggings, I'll wear all of it. That's great. That's it. Okay. You have, um, any pregame routines or rituals that, that, that you normally do? Um, my pregame is always talking to the Lord, always making sure I'm I'm right with Him before the game. And then I don't I don't want it to sound bad, but then after I talk to the Lord, I, my pregame songs I only listen to King Von before before the game. So <laughs> that's the only person I listen to. I got a whole playlist with just him on there. And that's my pregame. Like he, I don't know. He made me tap into a different, different mindset. Like a really, like it's time, it's go time. Okay, okay. Now, now this, now this is this is news because most will say NBA young boy, either the baby or little baby. Now yeah. I, I just figured it was gonna be Dirk yeah, yeah. because that that's that seems to be your guy. So and what, <laughs> so why not Dirk in pregame and, and King Von instead? Uh, King, so originally, originally King Von was my favorite rapper until he passed. And then, you know, it's not that much music being made. So then, like, I kind of shifted over to Dirk because Dirk was already one of my favorites anyway. And so Dirk just ended up taking that top spot. But, like, King Von, his music is just, like, it really is. Really, it's really hype music. Like, it's going to get you into, like, Dirk, he kind of, he got a lot of more slow songs. He do got some hype songs, but... Every song you get from King Von, I just I literally type in his name and just press shuffle. It's going every song gonna go turn me up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um let's see. What else? Oh, your favorite food. Favorite food, I definitely gotta go with steak. I love steak. <laughs> That's my if I go somewhere and they got a good steak, I'm gonna get it for sure. Now, are we eating the steak rare, medium rare, or well done? Definitely medium rare. Definitely medium rare. Okay. 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 See, and now I, I, I say it because I've said it. I've said it before and it been, it been flamed for it before. So it is what it is. I am one of the rare people that like a well done steak. I, I've been told that's just a crime against steak everywhere. <laughs> I this, feel like it is. <laughs> I will, I'll do the time. I like a well done steak. <laughs> I feel like it's taking the. Uh, I feel like that's. I think that's why I like steak the most because it's like the the texture. I like the. I like the medium rare with a little bit of pink in it. It makes it. It brings it out. I feel like it brings out the flavor for sure. Okay. 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 Um, you have a favorite cut of steak? Uh, I really don't. No, I, I like any steak. I'm really like a. My mom called. She calls me a, a carnivore because I eat like. I eat. I eat a lot. <laughs> Whenever we go out, <laughs> I'ma eat steak, a burger, like anything that's that's it's gonna it's gonna go. <laughs> okay. Um let's see. Okay, well I, I guess my okay today. 
So now in in practice, who is the DB that gives you the toughest time? The toughest time? Really none of them. They really, you know. But if I had to choose one that just like, you know, I'll say I go against safeties the most. So I'll say probably Kobe. I give it to Kobe. But like even him, like it's you know, he know, he know. I don't gotta say too much. <laughs> You know, that might be now speaking of safeties because now Mosley is self proclaims he's the swaggiest player on the team. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, I could give I could give him top five for sure. I give him top five. He definitely he be trying to put it on. I give it to him for sure. Okay, see, the fact you say try, though, would <laughs> indicate that's not the case. <laughs> hey, I give him uh, the E for effort, for sure. <laughs> so, so if he's one of the five, then who's the who's the other four? I'll put my top five swaggiest. I'll go... I'm going me number one for sure. I'm going me. I'll put Jake two. I'll go who could be third. It was I'll say Monte. That's my twin. Monte, my twin. So I I'll put Monte right there at number three. Um four. I'm putting Steph up there. That's QB one. We gotta have Steph in there. And then I I'll give J Mo the five spot for sure. <laughs> Again, give him something. Not a pity, like ah, you know, you know, yeah, nah, yeah, I think he's yeah, a guy. Yeah. What, 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 throw him in there? <laughs> I put him in the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess my uh final question for you is: Do you have a message to to the UCL fans out there? about what they can expect to see out of Terrell Davis this upcoming season? Yes, I can I can tell the fans to expect just my best effort. I'm going to give everything I got every time I go out to the field. And I look at it as time is running down. I got two more years left, and I'm going to give it all I got for the, for the coaches, for the fans, just for the university. And that's really all I can do, for sure. Oh, well, it's real. I appreciate you taking time this very cold Sunday afternoon to come on and talk to me. Um, I'm wishing you the best of luck this offseason into next year. And any other time you want to come back on, just let me know, and we're happy to have you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on here. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So, again, I want to thank Terrell for coming on and, and, and talking to me. I, I really had no clue he only played one year of high school football. Uh, so that whole reaction, that whole thing was genuine right there, uh, which makes what he's doing even more impressive, to be honest with you there. Uh, what I, I, I really can't wait to see what he does for um, on, Encore. It kind of, ma- it kind of makes... Uh, it, it kind of makes the up and down freshman season makes a lot more sense now um, when you put it in that context. But he he did have a, a really good sophomore season. Uh, I can't wait to uh, see how he builds off that, how that unit builds off of that. Because uh, I really think that that talent, the room in that talent is very, 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 very good. Um, especially now that they've opened up the offense more here 
Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what that unit does. Um, in terms of what you all can expect here, um, I will begin reaching out to a few more guys. I know there's been one that's been highly requested. Um, I'll be reaching out to said person here probably today. Um, and we'll try to get that scheduled here for the near future. But uh, I do want to try to get at least two more one-on-ones in there um, before signing day. Uh, because that will be next month. That's probably in like a few weeks. So um, that that's that's that boy that cute them on me. I think I uh, see. I think what got me was uh, the fact that we did the early signing day later than normal. Is is kind of what what got me there. So that's probably why I was like, dang, I just did a recruiting special. Because yeah, I, I I did. But um, so I'm looking forward to that as always. That's like my favorite episodes to to do outside of one-on-ones are the uh, recruiting specials because I'm able to dive into the film and, and again that's the stuff like I, I really really I really 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 enjoy same as like I like the NFL draft more than I like actual NFL football just so I'm gonna say like oh I remember that guy in I don't know Idaho State right you know you get to kind of flex your your football nerd knowledge there so uh, but again, I, I really appreciate all the uh, support. We will be back here sooner rather than later. So continue to stay warm. Uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.